Welcome to another episode of Holistic by Nature. I'm your host, Brittany Cannon, a plant-based registered dietitian and holistic health coach. After listening to this episode, you will leave here with your next action step at the very least and a different perspective on overcoming fear, making uncomfortable but necessary decisions, and the art of change. Today's episode dives into breaking free from comfort zones, unleashing your inner courage, and the path to embracing positive change. We've all been there before, plagued with a decision and feeling unsure, but maybe having some sort of gut feeling at the same time. You can either decide and move forward or do nothing and see how it plays out anyway. It's normal to go through these situations occasionally, but if you're constantly feeling stuck and are unable to move forward, especially with big, meaningful decisions, then maybe it's worth taking a deep dive into what's behind those difficult decisions, what's actually driving your fear and perceived indecisiveness. Let's get into it. Your emotions are influenced by your gut health. It's something we call the gut-brain access in technical terms, also referred to as your gut being your second brain. They talk directly to each other. During times of transformation and change, fear is an emotion that shows up again and again. Now, of course, fear can be protective, but it can also restrict us to our comfort zones and slow our personal growth. If you've ever heard of Mastin Kip, not sure if I'm saying that correctly, he talks about fear being a compass that shows us how to move forward, grow, and expand. However, many people in today's world fall into the trap of what he calls, quote-unquote, spiritual entertainment, always looking for the next best method or newest way to do something they already know. No shame if this is you now or was you in the past. This was 100% me when I started my health journey and many times throughout, which I will share more about later in today's episode. And just know that as you go through your own journey, more opportunities for acting in support of your growth will come up, which really just means more practice. (laughs) So I encourage you to work through it versus fighting against it. I'm sure you've also seen those people who are great at helping other people, but when it comes to helping themselves, it's a different type of struggle. Think about it like this. What's easier to do? To give or receive? To give, right? But why? Because it's less vulnerable. I could definitely argue the opposite when it comes to gift giving, in my humble personal opinion. (laughs) But for today's topic, I'd say it's easier to give because it doesn't require the same vulnerability as receiving. Have you ever read your favorite self-help book and you get to that sentence or that paragraph that makes you instantly pause? Like it just really drives it home for you. The light bulbs are going off and your brain starts making what feels like endless connections between what you just read and what you're experiencing. Have you ever had that happen to you? If so, you've probably also woken up one day and couldn't even recall 
what that thing that you read was that really connected with you. <laughs> I know I have, and it's incredibly frustrating. This is an example of spiritual entertainment. You've forgotten all about that inspiring passage or whatever it was because you didn't take the next step to make it actionable. A similar situation happens when we really get into a TV series or a movie, and it's like we're another member of the cast. What happens in the show makes us feel like it's happening to us too. You know, you're celebrating their wins like it's yours, and the same with their losses. They really hit home. You can probably think of a few other examples that give that feeling of inspiration and hope. But again, what happens when you don't make it actionable? meaning when you don't do something about it. It just becomes another example of spiritual entertainment. It's like this cycle where time is passing by, but not much has changed. You know, you find something that's speaking to you, but for some reason, don't take an action step to work it into your life. And you don't fully realize it until you get that spurt of inspiration or hope again. But all the while, maybe six months have passed by, and it seems like you're in the same position you were six months ago. Have you seen this cycle of always looking for the next best method or newest way to do something you've always wanted to do? Or maybe this sounds like something you're going through now or have gone through recently. I want you to start to get curious about if you really need another self-help book or do you need to just apply what you already know? And if you want to take it a step further, when you look at all the self-help books out there, Aren't they really just helping us remember what we forgot? A dear mentor of mine once told me, life is a series of remembering and forgetting. I can think of endless scenarios where this has been true to my experience, especially in today's modern world with the abundance of information at our fingertips. There's a good chance you're probably reading something you already know deep down, just needed to read it again or hear it again for the 700th time remembering who you really are and what you've already discovered about yourself. Now, like most things, there is a bigger issue as you think deeper on this topic because as humans, we naturally overgeneralize things in life. It's kind of like a space-saving mechanism for our brain. And it doesn't make them automatically true, but the overgeneralization can demonize certain situations or emotions like fear. So let's pause for a second. Isn't fear's purpose simply protection? And if you're not in actual life or death danger, why aren't you doing the things you're afraid of? Did you know learning to approach your fears and life's uncertainties with courage can powerfully affect your life? Courage can, for example, be the difference between surrender and success, discouragement, and determination, and illness and health. Recent studies are starting to catch up to what some of us already intuitively know or have experienced. When you take courageous action, like feeling fearful but doing it anyway, when you start to engage with life in a different way and you start speaking your truth, it literally changes your biochemistry in the same way drinking green juice does to the body. How cool. So things like telling the truth and doing what you love are kind of like having some of the best natural antidepressants on the market. Think about it. 
Have you ever just had something that you wanted to say and then you finally said it? How did you feel? Be honest. Didn't pushing past that initial fear make you feel relieved and more at peace? And I can bet if you had gotten it over with sooner, you would have felt much less anxious and worried about all the what-ifs. The longer we put things off, the bigger it feels they get, the more space they take up, and the more present moments they take from us. Instead of negatively hyping yourself up about something you've been wanting to do, you free up your time and energy to do more of the things you love. I'm sure after getting that thing off your chest, you had some anxiety or nervousness, like truly in the body. But what's the difference between anxiety or nervousness and excitement? One of my coaches reminded me the other day that they're basically the same thing. The difference is the meaning you give it. Think about it. Excitement gives you an adrenaline rush, but it's really just a positive expectation. So it's important to take a moment to realize that some of the reasons we get stressed and worked up about something is because we're avoiding the thing that we need to do the most. By realizing this, you release yourself from being a victim of your circumstances. That's the beauty of awareness to me. Mastin Kip said it best in his quote, the thing that you know you need to do the most is the thing that scares you the most. And once you become aware of what those scary things are, you can actually take a step forward to address it. So again, it really just removes that whole victimhood of what we're going through. Now, I'm not discounting that very real physical feeling like you're going to die from it because our body does automatically respond in survival mode which causes us to falsely believe if we change any behavior or daily habit, we're going to die. Part of my role as a holistic health coach and dietitian is to meet you where you're at and guide you along your own path to health and wellness. I help you identify what you are most afraid to do, and then we work together to help you take action steps forward. So I want you to challenge that physical feeling when it comes up. Take time to explore another possibility. Because again, if you aren't in true life or death danger, why aren't you doing what scares you the most? Get curious about this question and see what comes up for you. When it comes to change, you can think of it like art because there's the reality and then there's the science. The reality of change is it can be scary to change those long-held habits and behavior patterns. So change often requires courageous action. Regardless of how it's usually presented, change is not linear. It's more like a winding path filled with obstacles and detours, and that path looks different for everyone. Now, the science of change. Think about, you know, you're sticking to new routines and patterns, and it's challenging, especially during busy or stressful times. While change can seem chaotic and unpredictable, years of extensive research shows that change is actually a process we can clearly understand. One evidence-based and widely used concept of change, especially when it comes to health behaviors, is the trans-theoretical model, also known as the stages of change. The five stages are pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, and maintenance. It shows that 
the process involves a series of steps we all go through when making or adjusting patterns. We see these stages play out in our own lives and the lives of those around us. So take a minute to think about this as well. What if the quality of your life was directly related to the amount of uncertainty you can comfortably live with? I'll just say it again. What if the quality of your life was directly related to the amount of uncertainty you can comfortably live with? So this is things like uncertainty in relationships, in your business, etc. How uncertain is it to be fully vulnerable with someone? How uncertain is it if you're going to leave your corporate job and have faith in your brand? How uncertain is it to leave a decade-long relationship that you know is no longer serving you, but you know you need to leave? How uncertain is any of that, truly? Through the work that I do, I hope to help you understand these things. The concepts we work through are the same ones I also embody and try to set an example for. Because honestly, yeah, I don't recommend taking advice from those who aren't walking the walk. If this makes sense to you, here's my question for you. What are five things you've been putting off doing? And I'm not talking about that pile of laundry. (laughs) I'm talking about things that make you think. If I do this thing, so-and-so is going to be disappointed in me or so-and-so isn't going to love me anymore. Like if you do this thing, you feel like you're going to die. Take a moment to write those five things right now if you can. Maybe it's saying I'm sorry. Maybe it's saying I love you. Maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's going back into the work field. Maybe it's saying this isn't working for me anymore. Honestly, what's the worst that could happen? I have a feeling your world isn't going to spontaneously burst into flames. I have a feeling your people will still be there for you if not even more so now that you're both on the same page. If you start to make positive changes for yourself and better yourself in a truly holistic way, not selfishly or to boost your ego, and someone who is a primary person in your life that cares about you is not okay with that, please, please, please ask yourself, is that a good person for you? When clients bring up their fears of starting to love themselves but are afraid so-and-so is going to leave, you know what my advice is? Send them on their way and bless them as they go. Because in the end, you're only making room for people who will truly love you, support you, and meet you where you're at. Take the time right now to pause this episode and write down those five things you've been putting off. Okay. So you have your five things. Now, if you go into fear mode, the mode of worst case scenario, what is the worst thing that will happen if you did these five things that you're terrified to do? Think about it right now. Pause the episode again and think about what's the worst thing that could happen if you did those five things. I have another question for you. Is it really going to happen? And even if it does happen, what's worse, that or dying with regret? Exactly. (laughs) So if I could leave you here with anything today, it's going to be your next action step, as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode. So here's the next question for you. 
If these are the things that you're scared to do, and you realize that the worst case scenario either isn't that bad or it's worse than not taking action, what would be two things that you would start to do starting now to take action on those things? What would be two things that you would start to do starting now to take action on those things? And by the way, these action steps are not things like, oh, I'm going to love myself more. Because what does that mean, really? It's a nice concept, but what's the grounded action step? So here's an example. To love myself, I need a day just for me. That's a grounded action step. I also have to mention, your grounded action steps are going to scare you. But what you'll find is there's a fine line between excitement and nervousness. And once you start to get into it, you're going to be like, why did I wait so long? It wasn't that bad. Maybe this has happened to you already. Take time now to pause the episode and write down two grounded action steps you can take to move forward with the five things you've been putting off. In the past five years, I have seriously committed to living in a perpetual state of courageous action. Remember, being courageous just means doing things even though you're afraid. When we go through things in life, the levels of discomfort largely have to do with how much faith we have in ourselves and in our bigger purpose. I know for me, when I'm feeling more fearful or worried about something, it's because I'm operating on a fear-based mindset, cycling through all the what-ifs and miscellaneous opinions, instead of a faith-based mindset, knowing I am enough and that showing up can take me further than I might even imagine. I was looking through my memories on TimeHop, and two years ago, I screenshotted this quote, which says, I would rather deal with the discomfort of others not understanding my decisions than the regret of not choosing what I knew was right for me. And the caption goes on to say, sometimes the paths in life that are the hardest to take are the ones where the people around us don't understand why we're taking them. All you can do is ask God for wisdom, no matter what you might be facing in life. James 1 verse 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. It was so interesting to see that I screenshotted this when I did, knowing what I was going through at that time, between shedding friends, shedding businesses, and being afraid to make the decision that I knew was right for me. And it felt like no matter how hard I tried to get certain people in my life to see where I was going and where my intentions were coming from, they just wouldn't or maybe couldn't see it. And I had to make the decision like, okay, then I guess we have to go our separate ways in life. And seriously, it was hard to be firm in something that someone you love and care about doesn't believe in. It just... I don't know, it was a shock. And I'm sure it was a shock for those people as well. But what I was going through felt so unexplainable almost since it was new to me too. I just knew I could no longer be watered down. I couldn't try to sacrifice, you know, helping them and helping me when I knew what I really wanted to do was over here. Now, two years later, I'm incredibly grateful for making that decision. I've experienced so much growth and fulfillment I can't imagine my life any other way. 
And that's the thing. I don't have to live with regret now. If I hadn't made that decision, even though it was one of the most uncomfortable things to do and it cost me friendships and it cost me time and money and all sorts of things, none of that compares to where I'm at now. And so I wouldn't change making that decision. Now, I will say I could have handled it better. I definitely could have handled the transition better. But in my defense, being in uncharted waters is so rough and rocky and, you know, there's a million things I could say I would do differently. But at the end of the day, I was coming from such a good place. So I courageously made this decision and I didn't know what the next few months or year was going to look like. I just knew the way things were going was not working for me and my future goals. And now that I'm thinking about this again, it reminds me of when I graduated from my nutrition program and I was becoming a registered dietitian. I remember distinctly having this one conversation with my dad. I was like, you know, my internship offered me this job and it's a manager role, so it's a good look for someone coming out of college. And it definitely had its cons, which were also eating at me. But it was like, okay, should I do that? Or should I do what I want to do with starting my own business and promoting the benefits of plant-based nutrition, lifestyle medicine, etc.? My dad said, you know, I think you should do what you want to do now. Do that first. You can always go get a job out in the field. And I kid you not, as soon as he said that, I was immediately like, yep, exactly. That's what I'm going to do. It didn't take any extra convincing. It didn't, any, didn't take any extra pros and cons. None of that. Because I already knew in my heart it was the move for me. I didn't need his approval. I just needed to take courageous action. Instead of stepping back in fear, I chose to step out in faith and do what I was called to do. And you can too. The last thing I want to share with you is one of the more recent fears I've been tackling, which is the fear of being seen. I hope you know, just because I have some blood, sweat, and tears into this journey, it doesn't mean I'm immune to fear showing up when it comes to taking courageous action towards my dreams, goals, and passions in life. The stakes are just higher. And that's what happens anytime any of us takes that next step and levels up. The stakes just get higher as we go through our experiences. Two years ago, I would have never imagined I'm doing what I'm doing now. Isn't that crazy? I wouldn't have imagined I'd be doing a weekly podcast, mostly solo at that. I never would have imagined being confident in what I can offer to clients through becoming a health coach in addition to my dietitian credentials. I never would have imagined becoming a media dietitian who works with brand partnerships to create a bigger impact with the message I carry on my heart and sleeve. I never would have imagined modeling and being comfortable in front of the camera, which has given me extended confidence in other areas of my life. If you notice, all the things I just mentioned involve me putting myself out there and being recognized for my knowledge and skills. I had, have, I don't, you know, it's, it's a live moment right now, but this fear of being seen, but I'm doing it anyway. It's totally free to register, but you have to sign up to reserve your seat in this limited access masterclass. You can grab your spot at the link that I will have in the show notes, and I hope it's everything and more. I'm incredibly grateful to be able to reflect on my life and see the constant growth and expansion in ways I didn't know were going to happen. 
It's a messy, beautiful thing, breaking free from comfort zones and unleashing your inner courage. And you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. To me, there's a certain level of excitement you get as you go from comfort to courage. It might not feel that way at first, but as you get momentum and as you press on, you can't ignore or deny it. At least, that's my experience anyway. If my story could encourage anyone, just make those uncomfortable decisions and take those courageous action steps more often. And don't look outside of yourself for the answers because you're probably not going to hear what you want to hear and you don't need outside approval. The beautiful thing about faith is that it includes faith in the miraculous. I'm sure we have all experienced things in our life that seem unexplainable. So here's your reminder to leave room for the unimaginable. Fear is a compass showing you where to go. The only caveat, of course, is unless you're in mortal danger. (laughs) So don't lose common sense now. But in general, unless you're in danger, fear is simply a compass showing you where to go. If you didn't already write down your list of five things you've been putting off, something you felt uncertain about and have been afraid to do, in addition to your two grounded action steps, then be sure to set some time aside this week to sit down and do that for yourself. I would also consider, how might your life change if you took courageous action toward this fear? Just jot down some ideas and whatever comes to mind, you might surprise yourself. And if you feel called to share or want some accountability, feel free to send me a DM or email your list and action steps. I'd be more than happy to support you. All right, so that wraps up today's episode. As always, thank you so much for listening and joining me on another episode of Holistic by Nature. I hope this was helpful and you learned something new. If you enjoyed this topic, be sure to not only subscribe to the podcast to get updates on new episodes, but also leave a review and five stars, please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have an amazing and blessed rest of your week. You're listening to Holistic by Nature.